0: Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Welcome, it is episode 50 of the Dance to Oneness podcast. This week's episode is called Transmuting Grief into Joy. So welcome everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this. Um, So if any of you missed my last episode, I spoke about how do you know when it's time to leave and I went through all the different stages in leaving a relationship. Um, And I said in the last episode, I wanted to do an episode on transmuting grief into joy, dealing with the grief, processing the grief when you leave a relationship or when someone you love dies, when you go through a massive massive shift in your life, a massive change, there is a grieving process. Um, And grief is a natural part of of being here, of being in a body, and it's not something that we have to avoid it's actually something that can if we be present with it and actually process it grief can be turned into a lot of joy underneath grief there's a lot of joy there's a lot of praise and and so i'm gonna guide you through some of the steps tools i've been using in the last six months to really process the grief that's come up for me so I was in um, a relationship for the last seven years um, with someone that I really, really adored, still really adore him. And um, leaving that relationship, it wasn't just a normal like breakup. It was um, I left the relationship because of his addictions. And um, so for me, the grieving is grieving the relationship, but also grieving losing someone to addiction. Um, So it has been a a very life-changing process for me. Um, I've dealt with a lot of grief in my life. And um, this feels like another layer of grief I've had to process. And in leaving this relationship and moving through all the different um, facets of grief and letting go, I also had a lot come up around grief that was still unexpressed in me from when my brother died and also not just my brother dying but also everything that we lost around that so when someone dies in a family or when a relationship ends not that they're the same thing but that they both can bring up grief you also are grieving so much more than just the death or just the relationship you're grieving you can be grieving the change in the family you can be grieving the different roles you're now all playing you could be grieving in the relationship that you've now left you could be grieving like the dreams you had together what you created together the life you had the life you thought you could have so there's a lot to move through and um i just like to kind of go through it in some steps and um, i wrote down some headings to keep me on track so the first one of transmuting grief into joy is letting yourself really grieve okay now this is Number one, let that is like top of my list. like let yourself really grieve. So many of us, and it's also like the society we live in, the world we live in. I even noticed when my brother died, like how we were supposed to like just switch it on and switch it off. and you're so you're not you're not really allowed in this world to have the grief that you have. You're supposed to like kind of like get over it very quickly. and that's just not how it is. Grief doesn't have a timescale. It doesn't have a speed at which it goes at. Grief comes and goes at different times, at different moments, when you're ready for it, when you're ready to process it. So the number one thing with turning grief and, and transmuting it into joy is, when the grief comes, is let it be there. Don't try to run from it. Don't try to get away from it. Don't try to make it wrong. Uh, if you're an access, you know, facilitator or person who has a lot, lot of access, don't try to pod and pop yourself out of it or facilitate yourself out of it. Allow yourself to really be in it, process it, be present with it. So, grief that is unexpressed leads to anger and depression. Grief that is unexpressed stays stuck in your body. So, what if you didn't have to? Let this grief get stuck in you. What if you could actually get present with it as it comes, as it comes up, don't make it wrong, and actually just allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to be sad. Allow yourself to miss them. Allow yourself to be hurt, lost, whatever it is. If you allow yourself to have that, it won't stay that way forever. What I've found in in going through this like grieving process in the last six months is that it comes and goes in waves. There might be one day where it really hits me and I'm, I'm, I really miss him and I really miss what we had. And I have all this sadness around, like, am I ever even going to see him again? And like feeling like I, like he's physically here, but I've really just like lost him. Like he's gone and allowing myself to like, to feel, feel that, to actually Allow myself to be in that. And if I, whenever I allowed myself to be in that, the next day it always shifted and changed. And then I would go and I would choose something else and I would move the energy and then I would start to access more joy. So remember, underneath grief, there's a lot of joy, but you've got to be present with the grief first. Okay. So, number two is educate yourself on grief and how to transmute it, how to change it, how to move it. Again, this doesn't mean that we're running from the grief, we're trying to get away from it. So a lot of people, what they'll do is, you know, um, even energy workers like me and other people will have stuff come up, and then we'll go, okay, let me go get my bars run, or let me go to yoga, or let me go to the, like, we try to, like, run away from it. No, be present with it, and then let yourself be in it. And then when you have Really got present with whatever it is that's up the sadness, the anger, the lostness, the whatever it is then you can ask, okay, I don't, you don't have to stay stuck in it. Then, once you've been present with it, okay, what's going to move this now? What's going to transmute this energy for me? So, for me, movement is essential, like conscious movement. So, hot yoga for me, hot infrared yoga is so healing for my body and um, breath work, anything that's getting me present in my body. Sound healing has been massive for me. I do, um, I facilitate like um, movement classics, ecstatic dance, and we incorporate sound and breath and movement. And that's incredibly powerful for me. And um, getting to the ocean at the beginning, when I first left my relationship um, and I was really devastated and it was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. The ocean became my therapy and um, there was a couple of days where I went every single day for like three days straight and I swam in the ocean for 20 to 30 minutes every day and I literally just cried in the ocean and gave my grief to the ocean and I wasn't just crying and grieving this relationship I was grieving all the other loss all the other lost relationships in my life the brother my other like the loss in my family like there was so much even other lifetimes So I allowed myself to grieve. I allowed myself to grieve in the ocean. I allowed the ocean to take it from me. And I allowed the ocean to transmute that energy for me, with me. So the ocean is amazing. Also, um, there's this book that I read. So when I talk about educate yourself on grief, I'm talking about like um, books that actually empower you, not books that just keep you in trauma. So there's this book called The Smell of Rain on Dust and... So it's called The Smell of Rain on Dust, Grief and Praise. So that's the book where he talks about transmuting um, grief, grief transmuted, grief processed properly turns into praise. Grief that isn't processed properly turns into anger and that can lead to wars in societies. This is um, Martin Martin. Prechel is his name. Really great book. I'm going to post it here in the comments. and That also really helped me a lot at the beginning. He has some practices in that about going to the ocean and processing your grief with the ocean and talking it out, screaming it out, crying it out. And um, that actually helped me a lot. So that's number two, educate yourself on how to transmute grief and get some embodiment practices so you're not just... There's one thing to feel it and cry it and be present with it, but then you also have to move it and change it and transmute it. You don't get stuck in the thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Okay, number three is, um, okay. find healthy outlets. So um, a lot of you know me. You know I like going out for cocktails and stuff. But when I left my relationship, I didn't go out for cocktails at all. That was the last thing I wanted to do. Um, I actually didn't really drink at all after I left my relationship. I still don't really drink that much. I might have a couple of cocktails sometimes if I'm somewhere nice and fancy and they have nice cocktails. Um, but I really, I I looked at that and there was, you know, times where some evenings or some days I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a drink. That thought would come in. And I'd look at it and I'm like, well, do you, why? Like, why do you want to drink right now? So I would question it. And so for me, um, it wasn't so much that I like was like, okay, I'm stopping drinking alcohol. It was more looking at the energy from which I was going to drink. And I, I had this, I cultivated this kindness and caring with me that I wouldn't drink from the energy of, I don't want to deal with what's going on right now, or I want to avoid something, or I don't want to feel what I'm feeling. And instead, if I was feeling emotional upset whatever it was I would make myself a cup of tea I would go for a hot bath I would journal so instead I cultivated healthy habits where I got present with what is and and for me then drinking alcohol was I was choosing that if it was joyful So for me, it wasn't actually joyful to have a drink at home by myself. And that didn't bring me joy. Having been out with friends, having a cocktail somewhere really fancy, that brought me joy. So I looked at the energy from which I was choosing it. And if it didn't bring me joy, I wasn't choosing it. Um, And so for me too, it was like, I am here, I want to be present with what's coming up right now, because if I don't be present with what's coming up right now, I'm going to fall into this again. I'm going to go through this again, and I'm going to have to process this again. So it's like, if I don't get present with what's up for me right now, this is going to continue, and I would actually like to move past this, whatever this is in my life um, that's showing up right now. I would actually like to transmute this and not lock this back in. So cultivating healthy habits for yourself and um, other ways I've used are journaling. That's really helped me. There's been like at the beginning, those nights where I would just be crying in the middle of the night and I couldn't stop crying. And I would just take out my journal and I would just write everything that was going on in my head. You know, I had a lot of fear um, of, the person that I left dying and um, what might happen to him now that I wasn't there. There was a lot of stuff that came up about loss and death for me. Again, the whole grieving thing for me and the process of grieving, the process of someone you love dying, the process of you feeling responsible for it, like all these things that you may process, especially with addiction. When you leave someone who is in addiction, it's a whole other process. So I'm probably gonna create um, another podcast around leaving someone in addiction because it is a whole other universe to just and um, leaving someone because the relationship is over or they' they they've moved on or you know they're with someone else whatever that is when when you are dealing with addiction it is a different it's just a whole other universe. So but writing really helped um, dancing moving my body, sometimes um, I would move my body to different types of music. So sometimes it'd be like very slow, sensual music, which that really helps me get in my body, get really present, which I'll talk about in a small while too, about self-nurturing, like nurturing you, filling you up, filling you up with that sensualness with you. So you get good with you and you're not looking for it in someone else and you're not jumping into another relationship to try and fulfill some lack that you have in you and if you don't fulfill it in you you're always going to lack it and you're always going to look for it in someone else who won't be able to give it to you because you've already you're already functioning from a lack you're already functioning from the lie that you lack it so for me this was also like okay this relationship is over now I'm not going to jump into another relationship I'm going to fill myself up so much that anyone that does come into my life next will be an addition not someone who is supposed to fulfill something, some lack of me. So um, getting different movement going, like different music, that music can be very healing. Like there's different types of music that can heal you at different times. Sometimes I would listen to Afro beat music. Sometimes it was more slow music. Sometimes it was more upbeat music. So just playing with the different elements of music and movement can be very healing. Um, And then reading books, for me, um, I had to get, like, a lot of magical books. And for me, reading magical books, like, about fairies or elementals or um, fake creatures, like, I got some erotic novels that are also about fake creatures that are amazing. That stuff brings magic alive for me. Um, And that keeps me in my reality, which is magic. So... I again filtering what I'm watching, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, so that it's healthy for me. It it lights me up. It doesn't um, doesn't dim me down or turn me down. So that's number three. Four is um, so turning grief into joy is also part of that. Is to create your life. So yes, you may go through these phases of or these days or these moments of sadness and missing and all that stuff and then also you have to create your life if you don't create your life you're going to get stuck in the grief so creating your life is an antidote to getting stuck in grief sorry guys I don't know if you can hear the dog next door Um. so what I do what I did and what I'm still doing is creating a bucket list so I have a bucket list of all the things I want to do all the places I want to go even stuff I want to do locally and And some of them, I've started to do them. Like I used to Latin dance, salsa dance, um, bachata when I was in Ireland. I've started to do that again. I've gotten to know a new group of people through that, a new community of people. Um, Going different places, trying different movement classes, traveling. Traveling's amazing. Even if you go, even if it's like going to the next town and staying in a stay vacation, like a different hotel for one night traveling will stimulate your senses and it'll take you out of that familiar surroundings you're you're in and it will start to open up your universe so it'll start to show you like what else is possible beyond the situation you're in right now so traveling for me has been incredibly healing and nurturing in getting me to expand and continue to create my life and not stay stuck in the grief and small things too like changing your wardrobe like Looking at your wardrobe and looking at like, okay, do the, these clothes even resonate with me anymore? Because you've changed. You're not the same person you were six months ago. So do you desire new clothes? Do, is there certain clothes in your wardrobe that have certain memories attached to them that maybe it's time to yeah. give them to someone else or donate them to charity? Um, and then a big part of healing and turning grief into joy is learning to be with yourself. That's massive. Like I spoke about, like cultivating that self um, love, like that sensualness with you, filling yourself up, being okay with you, being okay with being with just you. And when you have that, you become oh my God, you become so, so powerful, really, because when you're good with you, you don't need anyone or anything outside of you. Everything becomes an addition to your life. Okay, so number five, okay, part of, like, the processing the grief and transmuting it is also you're going to start to see lies, stuff that you didn't want to see when you were in the relationship or when you're in that situation. You start to see it when you've left it. And so a big part of seeing the lies is, like, acknowledge it. Acknowledge that you did know it. Like, today I was talking to, I'm actually going for a couple of therapy sessions at the moment as well, just to talk things out with someone. And one of the things I was saying is that like, I am seeing now all the things that like all the lies and that I knew at the time were lies, but I didn't really like, I didn't care enough to, to make it a big deal. Now, now I've left the situation. I'm like, oh, that actually did happen. And I did know that, and he was lying about that. And they're not even, it's just more like, okay, acknowledge that. And I wanted the, the relationship to work so much that I was willing to just turn my, like I was willing to ignore certain things because I wanted it to work. So it's not, i for this, it's like acknowledge when, acknowledge what you're now seeing that is true. Acknowledge what you did know all along. And for me, it's like, there's no victim victimizer here. I'm not a victim and um, they're not a victimizer. I chose the situation. I created it. And now what can I start to acknowledge? What can I start to see now? So, okay. Next up is um, number six is be so selfish. Okay. This is my favorite one. Um, be so selfish with you. When you leave a situation or you're grieving, it's time for you to really take care of you, to be so selfish with you. Um, body touch, getting massages, having someone who's kind and caring and healing who can massage you, who's nurturing. And um, Another thing I did is ask for very strong women to be around me. I asked to cultivate strong creationships with women around me. Um, to have the people around me who they're the creationships, they're the friendships that I want to nurture and and that nurture me. Um, And I show up for them and they show up for me and I show up when I can show up for them. And when I can't, I be vulnerable and say that I can't. Um, And I'm also asking for that with with men as well, to have strong male friendships. And I have a few right now that are amazing supportive to me. Um, So, cultivating those creationships and, gi- and giving energy to the people who actually deserve your energy, <laughs> the people who actually value you and get the gift you are, and you get the gift that they are. Um, small things of taking care of you and being so selfish with you, for me, has been like putting my phone on airplane mode. <laughs> I never knew that was a thing before, Uh, putting my phone in airplane mode about an hour or two before I go to bed, keeping it off for an hour or two in the morning, not having the first thing I do in the morning be checking my emails, checking my WhatsApp chats before I even get out of bed, giving myself space in the morning and space at night. One of the hardest things for me when I first in the first probably six months, well, first three months of leaving the relationship was the mornings and the night times those were the two hardest times. The night times were probably the hardest. And the mornings were just really raw and vulnerable. So getting on my phone and tapping into all the people on Instagram and whatever, emailing and me and messaging me, first thing in the morning isn't kind to me. So be selfish with you. Give yourself that time, whatever time you need in the morning, just to be present with you. Um, and, you know, when we, go for dr- when we go into our dream time, like, it's also very vulnerable. Our walls and barriers are down. We process a lot in our dream time. So be gentle to you in the morning when you come out of that. Okay, what else? Um, also, like, just the breaks in the day to just be with you. And it's easy to get caught up in the doing, but like allowing yourself like five minutes in the day to go sit next to the tree or just to sit in silence. That was massive in the first few months for me. It still is. um, But in the first few months, I had a lot of PTSD that I was moving and my nervous system was dysregulated and there would be times throughout the day where i was like trying to get some work done and my whole body would be shaking so i'd have to put my computer away go into my bedroom put my wall my legs up against the wall or sit cross legged or go and sit next to a tree and just take 5 minutes to like breathe be present with my body and again that's the being present with what's going on and not trying to run from it And really regulate my nervous system, regulate and let my body know it's okay. It's okay to be here. It's okay to be present, like, and really process through the things and not run from them. And a big part of also processing transmuting energy for me, like I said earlier, is for me, hot infrared yoga, it's sweating. Anything that makes you sweat, detox is incredible. And that's how I move a lot of energy very quickly sweating and infrared saunas are amazing and I just have to be really lucky that there's an infrared hot yoga 10 minutes from my house and then part of also like the healing the grief is like allowing yourself if, if it's a relationship you've left like allowing yourself time to be single like really to get be to really enjoy being single to enjoy being with you to really get to know you um and part of that too is also getting really strong in your body and your being so for me it's like building that strength in being with me and then in in with, with my body too so like physically emotionally spiritually and mentally all of it getting strong in everything and um, even for me like the foods i ate changed when i left my relationship like um the, the lifestyle I was living changed. You don't realize how much you eat like the person you're living with or socialize like the way they want to socialize. Um, and so my lifestyle really changed and, um there's like a cleansing process. So one of the things I asked when I left the relationship was how long will it take to detox this person from my system? And I asked my body that and I got a year. So I was like, okay. And um, And it's not about like, okay like it's just more like having the energy and knowing like this is a process. Um, And don't try to like you can't just do this overnight. You spent so many years with this person. It's going to take time and be gentle with yourself. And the second question I ask is how long? Well, actually, no, I didn't really like, like you can ask how long to heal this loss. But I'm, I probably wouldn't ask that question. I didn't ask that question. But it's more like, hmm, yeah, let's skip that one. Because it kind of ties in with the enjoy enjoy being fully single. So it's kind of like, enjoy being fully single. Don't try to jump right into another relationship. So this is the talk I had with myself not that I wanted to anyway so it's more just like allow myself fully heal from this allow myself to really detox this relationship this person to really heal from this get strong in my body and being enjoy being single really embrace it embrace living by myself being with me being able to go where I want when I want do what I want when I desire it enjoy all that without being focused on okay like do any, you know, the next person or getting into another relationship. And people may also try to like, also like kind of push you into another relationship and just be aware of that. And um, again, like honor you and be okay with where you are in your process. And then number seven is um, the missing the physical body. So whether this is um, a relationship you've left or someone that has died, either way you're going to miss the physical body we miss the physical touch we miss the hugs we miss the the being and their body and seeing them in their body and being around their body so um allow yourself to grieve that allow yourself to miss that and then you don't have to stay stuck in that then create new ways new things and a big part too is like grieving like what you had together like maybe it was the holidays or you know like for me mm, like my like he made me laugh all the time he was always making me laugh so there was a day where like I was like thinking about all the times like the ways he would make me laugh and even now right now as I think about it it's like brings up this like in my heart like oh my god like and it's like it's okay to like have that memory and it's okay to like also maybe miss that or still yearn for that a little bit and receive the gift of that and then also know what else is beyond this and I heard someone say once like you loved like there's something like there you loved and you missed who you were when you were with them So maybe there were certain things that that person brought out in you that now you also feel like you're grieving, that now that they're not in your world anymore, you feel like you're not that anymore. But what if you are? What if like that thing that they made you do, like laugh all the time or whatever it is, what if that is actually you? So what is it in, what is it that you see in them that is, that you think is only them that is actually what you are? So usually what we admire in others is what we too are. So it's like, if it was like they made you laugh all the time, how much do you actually have joy in you? And what if you could begin to access that now in different ways? So it's like, it's it's okay to miss that. It's okay to grieve that. And then how can we transmute that? How can we move on from that? And that's where you begin to, then number eight is start to access the joy with you. What ways can you begin to really fill yourself up with joy? And for me, dance, movement, getting out in the world, traveling, creating my business, trying new things, experiencing new things, meeting new people, getting part, getting out in the world, being part of the world, you know, and that really is a big part of accessing more of the joy And then number nine is like, who are you talking to? Okay, that's um, really important. (laughs) You want to be aware of who you're talking to and if they can receive you, if they can receive what you're going through. And sometimes we try to talk to people because we think we need to talk things out, but really we just need to be with it. So before you like pick up the phone to call someone, maybe ask, do I really need to talk about this right now or do I just need to be with it? And then if you are going to talk to someone, ask like, who can actually receive this, who's been through this already, and um, who can be a space for me with this and not go into judgment of me or the other person. Or, you know, what a lot of people try to do is they try to take you out of what you're experiencing. And I rang, I rang a good friend the other night and he was so supportive. He was like, you don't have to try and get away from this. You can just be with this. And he didn't try to take me out of it either. So it's a beautiful thing just to have someone say, like, it's okay to process, to be in this right now. Um, And then number 10, which is, this is funny, it's my last one, is dream time. So one of the things I did too, and I I still continue to do, is at night, um, whatever it is I'm processing, like, for me, there was a big thing about missing, the missing energy. Um, Like, leaving the relationship was you know this whole energy around missing him missing my brother like missing people that were in my life uh, for me a big thing of like would be like holding on to people it, that and trying to keep people in my life because i didn't want to miss them so what i did was i would journal before i go to sleep and i'd ask my spirit guides i'd ask my teammates i'd ask the universe i'd ask the light beings of consciousness to facilitate me in my dream time and to help me work through this energy of missing. What is this energy of me always feeling like I'm missing someone and the healing me and healing this missing energy in my world? Um, and be careful what you ask for, because when you ask for it, it happens. And so a lot of then stuff got worked out in my dreams as well and still continues to get worked out in my dreams. And when you wake in the morning, you could journal some of your dreams as well. OK, guys, that is it. That It kind of sums up some of the different tools and practices you can use in transmuting grief into joy. These are the ones I've used. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just sharing what I've used. And you can take a little bit, take a lot, take none of it. Apply it if you'd like to to your own life if you're in something similar. Or if you know someone going through something similar, feel free to pass this podcast on. So Thank you so much for being here and I will be back again sometime soon for another podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the dance to oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.